Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Praise be to God. Our God is such a glorious God. How he works and all his ways are truly magnificent. As we start this new month, we're starting our new study. And since this is our seventh month of the calendar year, we are going to study the number seven this month. Through our study, we will become closer to the Lord, gain understanding, and experience spiritual growth. If you're new to this podcast, hello. I'm delighted that you are here with me. I'm Pastor Karina Don Reed, and I'm here to guide you into God's Word and help you apply it to your life. The Trumpets of Tears of Podcast is a biblical lifestyle targeting tool for shifting your mindset from the world's way back to God's way. We are officially halfway through 2023. This year is half over. Wow, time goes so quickly. Just reflecting on that fact that our reality is however we've spent our time this year up till this very point, our time has already been spent. In the act of spending, we give away what we have and it's supposed to be in order to receive something in return. When we're smart about spending, it should actually yield a higher return. This is God's divine design because our God is a God of abundance. This doesn't just apply to money. It also applies to our time. The way we spend our time needs to be absolutely intentional because how we spend it will determine what our life produces. And when time is gone, we can't get it back. When we want our lives to produce something beautiful, we need to be intentional about how we spend our time. No matter how much money we have, we can't buy ourselves more time. And unfortunately, too many people don't realize this fact until they've wasted too much of their time. Time is certainly too precious to be wasted. Praise God that we have our Bible, which is our instruction manual, so we can learn how God wants us to spend our time. And first and foremost, that means we need to read our Bible so we know God's instructions. So let's start off in scripture right now. James 1 verse 22. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Scripture always has the answer. (laughs) Just as the scripture says, we need to spend our time actively obeying God's instructions, not just listening to the instructions. That's time well spent to God learning more about him and his ways so that we can live in a way that's pleasing to him. If our life isn't pleasing to him, then we have a big problem because on our last day in this life, his opinion is the only one that matters. And if he doesn't find our life to have been pleasing, he will pay for all eternity in time. So let's do right by the Lord. Learn something more about him today, in his word today, and then apply it to our lives. As we study the number seven, we will discover more about God's kingdom design and how to act accordingly so that our lives look like on earth as it is in heaven. (laughs) 
7 has a weighty significance in our Bible. We see that in the creation story, God rested on the seventh day, which was the completion of the week, which allows us to mark time. And if we also see the number seven in our Bible, it's used in Revelation for the revealing of the end of time. God uses the number seven from the beginning of time to the end of time because it signifies his completion. So all month long, we will study God's completion, how it affects our life, and how to partner with what he wants to do in our life. The scripture that I want to go to right now is Genesis 2, verse 2. And by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested, ceased on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Resting signifies a time to rest because the work has been completed. In our Christian culture, we have the understanding that we're supposed to rest and observe a day to praise the Lord. Some even call it a Sabbath. But in today's world, there has been a disconnect. Most people don't take a Sabbath because in today's culture, we've translated this in the world's way. And we've started to think about the Sabbath by meaning it just means we don't have to work or we don't have to go to our job on that day. Most people get so excited for Friday because then they have two days off of work. But rarely do people take one of those days as an actual Sabbath, an actual day of rest. Most people spend their weekend catching up on errands, running kids around, doing something or going somewhere that you've been waiting to have time to do, and maybe, just maybe, you leave enough time to work in a church service. But this is not God's design. Yes, the Sabbath is to abstain from work, but it is also meant to be entirely focused on the Lord as your sign to him that on a weekly basis, you recognize his completed work in your life. Our weekends are not supposed to be dealt in doing as we please, but to be intentional with our time in acknowledging that it was God's work in our week, which made it productive and not the work of our own hands. And so we want to give him praise, honor, and glory for what he has done. We often treat our weekends as the completion of our week from our own work. When we were designed by God to partner with what he wants to complete in our life and give him credit for his work. Our lives are designed to magnify what God is doing. Our lives should be a living and constant testimony to who God is. And when we become intentional with our time and more self-disciplined in the ways of the Lord, then we treat the Sabbath accordingly, knowing that the entire day is about glorifying God's work in our life. And then we can rest in knowing that regardless of the work of our own hands, the work of His hands is truly what it's all about. In one single week, there are 168 hours. 
If we follow all of God's instructions, including the 10% tithe, this means that every week we should be giving God 16.8 hours of our time. That equals one entire day from the time you wake up until the time you sleep being devoted to the Lord. And that's just the bare minimum requirement. That's just a tithe. An offering to the Lord is above and beyond what he requires of us. So in order for us to honor the Lord and give him an offering of our time, we actually need to devote more than one entire day with him. Wow, right? <laughs> this puts life and God's precepts into true perspective. Our cultural mindset is to make sure we go to one church service a week, guard that two-hour time period, which makes us feel like we're prioritizing our weekend, and then we do what we want to do from there. Yet two hours is only just over a tenth of the time that God requires of us. It's only one-tenth of a tenth, which is not nearly enough. Indeed, we have a lot of work to do and praise the Lord that he is patient with us so we can learn and then course correct. When we look at scripture, we can see how Jesus, as he ushered in the new covenant, changed the instructions of the Sabbath day. The old covenant was about following rules and regulations and including physical work like bringing sacrifices to the temple. The new covenant is about attitude and heart posture and where our mind is focused. Yes, we still have instructions we need to follow, but God sees the heart and he knows our intent. So as we stay focused on him, trying to do what is right, he's proud of us. Through a day of resting and devoting to give God glory, it keeps us in right relationship with him. And when we're in right relationship with him, then we've positioned ourselves to receive from him. Sure, we can work hard with our own hands, but God's design is for us to receive more than the work that we physically do with our hands because he has gifts to give us. And those gifts don't require work for us to do, it just includes our obedience. The struggle of the old covenant was to physically keep all of God's regulations, which was not easy to do. The struggle in the new covenant is to keep our attention focused on God's ways, which in this world is a struggle to do. So as we look at keeping the Sabbath, we need to keep our eyes focused on how God is working in our life and give him praise for doing so. Here's one thing Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 12. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful and permissible to do good on the Sabbath. Since God is only good, yes, on the Sabbath we can work if it's unto the Lord and it serves him. We need to watch how we define work and how we defined rest. We need to make sure that our definitions line up with God's definitions. Our Sabbath needs to be restful, but we're not prohibited from doing a good work. And we need to be mindful of giving God at least 10% of our time. 
doesn't just apply to money. It applies to time. When we look at scripture, we see numerous instruction God gives. And some involve our time. And I'm not going to go into the scripture references for all these today, but in order to live in God's kingdom design for us, here are some ways that you can spend your time giving God the focus that he requires. And before I give you some ideas, this might rub someone the wrong way because there is a lack of spiritual understanding potentially, but if you're going to church out of obligation and your heart isn't in it, then the time you spend in church does not count as your tithe of time unto the Lord. Your heart has to be in it. And you need to be in a heart posture of praise to the Lord. With all of the things that I'm going to list, your heart has to be in it for God to count it. That's the new covenant design. This is why when Jesus commissioned the 70 to go out and perform signs and wonders as a way to spread the truth of Jesus, they came back and Jesus said to some of them, he would say, depart from me, I do not know you. It wasn't about going out and performing a work. It was about going out to share the goodness of God and serving him while declaring his majesty. So whether you break up your Sabbath time into different days each week, you spread it out over your week, or you take one full day, it only counts when you're focused on God's goodness, declaring his good works upon the earth and staying in a heart posture that focuses on him. So here's a few ideas of how you can tithe God your time and celebrate his completed work in your life. Praise and worship. <laughs> God will never tell you to stop praising him and God will never tell you that the time you spend praising him is a waste of time. For all eternity, we will be praising him. Now is a great time to practice that praise. <laughs> you can also work on a project that's sole purpose is to bring God glory. So whether you're writing a book, writing a blog post, writing a social media post about him, or writing music, as long as your only goal is to glorify the Lord, then this is giving the Lord your time. And yes, you have to be open and blunt about it. Serving. If you have a heart for a certain demographic of people because you feel the Lord's love for them, then serving those people counts as giving your time to the Lord. Remember, how you spend your time is about where your focus is and keeping your heart posture pure. Now, there are many more ways, but those are just a few examples to get you motivated in the right direction and to have you take your Sabbath time appropriately. Praise God, we live in new covenant days, so it's just as easy as that. And for those who are hungry to live life as God designed, I invite you to join me for church on Wednesday nights, live streaming over YouTube. My community pursues the Lord with all abandon. And as you join us, it will awaken your purpose and you will be transformed. God bless you and stay focused on giving the Lord your time this week. <laughs>